Greetings. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 20 of the Legacy Drawing Board, the podcast journey and experience that wants you to build a stronger, more meaningful legacy by embracing good design principles. I'm your host, Ron Fong. This podcast is based on three pillars. The first is its vision. That is to have you see yourself and your world through the lens of legacy design and building. The second is its mission, to introduce you into the world of design and have you emerge as a storyteller. And finally, the all-important purpose. There is a perpetual need for leadership that calls us to edify each other by building enduring relationships. For those of you who have been listening for some time, I appreciate your support. And please contact me. Let me know if through these podcasts, through these episodes, you have been discovering your purpose. You have been clarifying your vision and you've been making a stronger commitment to your mission. Originally, I had planned to air my interview with entrepreneur Isaiah Sidawan. Uh, there's going to be some logistics there in which that will be delayed one week. And for this, I'll be talking about love in uh, anticipation of Valentine's Day. I'm recording this on February 10th, and Valentine's Day will be next uh, next Wednesday. I'm going to go with two quotes, start with two quotes, or I'm sorry, start with two passages from the Bible regarding love. The, f- the first one is from 1 Corinthians 13, 13. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. And then the other one is 1 Corinthians 14, 4 through 8. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always preserves, perseveres. Love never fails, but where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. There are four kinds of love. The first is storge, which is between parents and children. For us, that's the first exposure that we have towards leadership and mentorship. It's that innate bond that we have with our family and specifically the the, uh, dynamic between parent and child. The thing that encapsulates this for me was remembering when my parents first held uh, their first grandchild and their son, our, our eldest child. And before that, I had seen my parents as providers, as caretakers, nurturers, and loving individuals. But I never saw them as individuals. I never saw them as people who had their own lives before they became uh, parents. And when they held our eldest child in their arms, I seen smiles in a form that I'd never seen before. I seen joy that I had never seen before. But for them, there was a comfort level with this. There was a renewal. They had done this decades before with my brothers and me. 
And that's when I realized I saw a different dimension of my parents. And the the Storgate love I was able to appreciate more fully from my parents as I saw them as grandparents. That love, that parental love, that caring about your child, always thinking about them. And that resonates now is that even though my children are grown and they are out of the house and we're empty nesters, there's not a day that doesn't go by when I don't think about my children. And to a certain extent, you, you I'm not sure you want to call it worry, but you think about your child and now that they're adults, but nonetheless, they're still your children. And you think about them and you want only the best for them. You want them to move forward. You want them to grow. You want them to be adults. But at the same time, you're going to get back in these habits uh, that will be there because of how strong this bond is. I remember one time when I was dropping off, um, I forgot which child, which child from my, uh, to my parents on the way to work for, for babysitting. And I was about to leave for work. My dad instinctively asked, do you have enough lunch money? And it was it was comical at that time because I was working and I, I did have lunch money. But nonetheless, is that for my dad as a parent, and even though I was an adult, that, that, that story gave love was still there. And then you're thinking about your legacy. I hope that you've had a good relationship with your parents. And I know for some of you that this might be a very painful topic because of uh, the situation at home. But, but for most of you, if your parents are still alive, if now you've had grandchildren or your children yourself, I hope that you're able to appreciate the dimensions and the depth of your parents' love. And as they move forward in life and as they start getting into the winters of the year, you could start seeing their legacies. And you could start seeing how they are, what they have now more time for family. And let that be a window into the future of what's important because they're providing you of a roadmap of your legacy. The things that we have to do in the, in the haste and the hectic schedule of today, take a look at what your parents are doing. Take a look at what they prioritize. Take a look at their love for their children. And you will see them in a different light. And perhaps by seeing them in a different light, you will start seeing yourself in a different light. And it'll point you to a new path. The second love is filio. And we may know of this from um, Philadelphia, you know, city of brotherly love. Filio is the affectionate regard and friendship and is usually between peers. Think about your situation with your friends. So again, with peers, the, the sort of brotherly love. That may, it's not familial, it's not blood, uh, uh, it's not blood-based, but it's the people that you come in contact with. We associate with our friends because we like them, but is there a deep love for them? Is that what your legacy wants to be? Is it somebody that you enjoy having a good time with but will they be there when the times are, are bad, when things take a turn for the worse? And that's either for them or for you. 
And that's where the strength of love is and the value is that, as it talks about in Corinthians, it, um, it, doesn't, it doesn't fail. It's there be, when times are good, when times are bad. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Do you have that love among your friends? And this extends to your work. Your peers may not necessarily, your working associates may not be your friends per se, or we know we have that phrase, work friends. Nonetheless, is that they are people that are in your life. And now think back to your legacy. What's your vision? What's your mission? What's your purpose? If it's to impact people and pause in a positive way, is it to send a message of hope, of encouragement? This is when you see them as individuals, uh, and it's beyond the work, but you see what their needs are as, as people. And you think of them in terms of a brotherly love. Because you care about them. You care about them deeply because they are in your life. And hopefully that you've gotten along well with them in terms of that. And also your neighbors about building strong community, building strong bonds. How is love, how is love, is it, is it the focus? Is it the centerpiece of your legacy? That the people you come in contact with, whether they're family, friends, is that you want to come, you want your message to originate from love. The third is uh, eros, eros. That's the passionate and intimacy love that we you know, fall in love at first sight. The person that we marry to, that we get married. And the person that we make a commitment to. Marriages. I talked about this before in previous episodes. And that's a... For, for many of us, that's a large part of our legacy because this is the individual that we said, if we, you know, we entered a covenant of marriage. Again, not a social contract. It's a covenant in which God is the party. And you, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a public decorate, declaration of your commitment and your faithfulness to, the, to these people in front of family and friends. And as you build your life together, your legacy the adventures that you're going to go on, the growth, the mutual growth that you're going to experience together. And if you should be blessed with children, then the expansion of your family, in which now you can take part on a second side of the Storgate love for your children. And how important is this to you? I know it's, again, a potentially difficult topic because we see people who have had Marriages that end divorce, they're very bitter. It's its a difficult part, and but when we go through this again, is was the marriage based on the kindness and the patience of love? Was it based on not envying, not being proud, not self-seeking, not, in, not being angered, and not keeping track of wrongs? Are you willing to enter this covenant with that, with that attitude, with that mindset, with that commitment? And it's part of our wedding vows, for better or for worse. 
that when that when your spouse inadvertently does something that may irritate you or even anger you, are you willing to think back to your wedding vows, your your commitment, your covenant, that you're saying that this is for better or worse. Let me not be angry. Let me love this person enough that I can talk in a calm manner. That legacy, think about that, that the ups and downs that we're going to have in any relationship, including marriage, is that are you going to put the marriage first? Are you going to put the union above self? And that is a very powerful legacy when people see people celebrating wedding anniversaries, you know, their 50th, their 60th, their 75th anniversaries. As a testimony that two individuals came together, joined together, were seeking a higher good, making sacrifices for each other because they loved each other. They loved each other in a deep, abiding sense. The final of the four is agopic. And this is charity, which is the highest form of love. It's the love of God for man and of man for God. In your legacy, or I talk about this podcast in terms of the three pillars, the purpose, what is your purpose? What is your legacy? Are you answering a higher calling? Are you tapping into a higher power, a greater power? These are all elements is that when you look at it about your legacy, Moving forward, what do you want your life to say? How, how are your relationships with others? And are, you, is, are your relationships based on love? It's, it's an it's a intense, time-consuming self-examination to go through your relationships right now, each of them. If you have your significant other, your spouse, with your parents, with your siblings, with your friends, with your neighbors, your co-workers, any people that you come in contact with. Take the time to examine what's going on and whether there should be something that needs to be changed. There are times when obviously there are individuals that maybe it's be better for you not to continue a relationship. It could be very potentially harmful for you. We've heard the term, you know, toxic relationships. But I think for most people, that probably can be resolved if it is through design and through intent. And that's where we're coming back now to designing your legacy. This legacy that you're building right now with every thought, word, and deed. The legacy that you're building right now, is it based on love? Or is it based on something else? Is it based on pursuit of accolations, accomplishments, achievements? Is it based on monetary gains, whatnot? Those things will be fleeting. And let me fast forward us to when we're on our deathbed. Do you want your legacy to be one where in your final days you're surrounded by people who love you? 
you're surrounded by people whom you shared so much with, experience, joy, a happiness, and the difficult times. And they are there because they know that these are your last days on earth. And there's that love there. That they're not going to fail you. They will be there for you. Or, and I've seen this many times, unfortunately, in, in a hospital setting. Individuals may be highly successful, material gains and whatnot. But they're alone. No one's coming. And that is extremely sad. When the last days of your life, you're going to spend with strangers. And this is not to say that the nursing, the, uh, the nurses, the physicians, the physical therapists, all these people that come in contact with you are not caring, are not good people. They are. That's why they're there, because they want to provide you with some degree of comfort, some degree of companionship in your last days, especially when they know that no one else is coming. But is that what you want? Is you, do you imagine that possibly that you're on your, your hospital bed, that the phone calls to your loved ones go unanswered? That maybe they will talk and they'll say they'll try to get there, but they don't arrive. This is a matter of the heart. At the same time, it's, it's something which you can take steps to, to get what you want. And that's why it's so important for us to be very mindful of our legacy and to take the steps to design it in order to achieve, accomplish what's really important. Love. A very powerful emotion, a very powerful feeling. And when channeled, can accomplish more than we could ever imagine. Going back to Dieter Rams and the 10 principles of good design. Principle number five, it's unobtrusive. Good design is unobtrusive. Principle number six, good design is honest. Good design is long-lasting, number seven. When you seek to build your legacy on the foundations of love and incorporate and keep that in mind, you're working towards when, when, when love will, when you, you think about love in its purest form, it will propel you. It will lead you in that direction. It's going to be unobtrusive. It's not going to be demanding of people that they do certain things for you. Uh, that there's a schedule, there's a, a scorecard. You know, how many times, have, you know, people, and this is more in terms of probably uh, media than anything else or fiction. If you love me, you'll do dot, 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 dot. Or that you have people that are perhaps 
overwhelming. Uh, it takes uh, has demands of your schedules that wants or wants all your time. It's honest. It's not about lying. It's not about uh, making false promises or making promises that you know you can't keep. It's and that's where the love is. Is that your the honesty is there so that you can have an exchange of ideas, dialogue, and you could let know, these individuals know what you're feeling. And it could be feelings of joy, elation. It could be feelings of hurt. But you convey that in a loving manner. You're honest. You're not manipulative. You're not going to be passive-aggressive. You're not going to, you know, play on someone's emotions. You're going to be honest about what you really want. In the long-lasting, as you get on with your life, as you start entering the seasons of autumn and seasons of winter of your life, you will treasure things that are enduring. We talked about that in terms of purpose, that we are to edify each other by building enduring relationships. The people will take greater significance in your life as you as you age. And the longer the relationship, the more precious it becomes. Going back to the workplace, the leadership is that, that, that phrase, right? Or that saying, that adage, you never quit a bad job, you quit a bad boss. If you're in a position of leadership, if you're in a position of decision-making that impacts people's lives, think about them in a loving manner. Think about being honest. Think about this is about being a long-term, that even though this person may work with you for a defined limited period, what's your relationship with that individual once uh, the working relationship ends. That's going to be a great testimony to you to you and your legacy. That even though you no longer go to the same office or you no longer see each other on you know the daily basis, Monday through Friday, nonetheless you keep in contact because of what you, how you 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 invested in that person, how you viewed that person, how you cared for that person, how you loved that person. Legacy design. If you want to have a sort of concise uh, bullet points to it, design your legacy on love. Design it so that you're patient, you're kind. Design it in such a way that you're not easily angered. Design it in a way that it's tough, that it never fails. Obviously, we are human. We're going to have shortcomings. But the effort will always be there. That people will always know that you put forth your best effort. And that's all that people could ever ask for. And think about that as your legacy. To be known as an individual that's given, no matter what the circumstances were, you always gave your best. Or you, you did your best to give your best. That's a powerful legacy. And that the reason why you do that is because of love. 
as we approach or you know coming to Valentine's Day, and that's more the the passion and intimacy of love, which is great. And I hope that you do find that special someone in your life in which you can commit to and build a life together. I do. I wish that for you. At the same time, to realize that if we're going to talk about love, there are different levels of love, different types of love. But it comes down to the fact is that you want to be of value to someone. You want your counters, you want your impressions to be contributory in a positive manner. That's a wonderful legacy to have. I wish you a happy Valentine's Day. And I, I, I hope that your legacy will be filled with love. I hope that your life will be filled with love. If you're interested in exploring how to build your legacy through design, I invite you to visit my website, truenorthshepherding.com, and sign up for a complimentary session of how we can work together. And the next episode, I do promise, after a couple promises, is that I will have my interview with uh, a young, um, young entrepreneur, Isaiah Sidorwan. Until then, please give your legacy the time, the attention, and the love it deserves. Because when you do, we all benefit. <laughs>